This is Brojo Online. Masculinity, confidence, and integrity with Dan Monroe. Okay. This one's going to be a scary one for me. (laughs) Oh, God. I had to do this one. I just had to because it's gone too far now. I want to start by saying, technically, I'm sexist against men, technically, in that I prefer women in almost every situation you could think of, and I do think, as a gender, women are slightly better than men. Better at making decisions, better at uh, engaging in the world emotionally, and better, better to look at, better everything. There's some things that guys are generally better at, but I'm I'm a woman lover, absolutely. Uh, I'm the truest feminist in the original definition of the word, but the original definition has been lost, and that's what I'm here to talk about today. This uh this is inspired in part by the interview between Dr. Jordan Peterson, of whom I'm a great fan, and Channel 4's Kathy Newman, of whom I'm not. And for me, this interview so perfectly demonstrated why feminism is over, why it is fallen apart, while why a once great movement has descended into chaos. Uh, I think Kathy Newman was the perfect spokesperson for feminism in that interview, and many feminists will agree with me. And the people who watched that interview with their mouths hanging open going, what the fuck is this shit, will understand what I'm talking about when I say if Kathy Newman represents feminism, then feminism is a fucking joke now. See, what what was what was originally happening with feminism was good intentions and great results. In the 60s and 70s, when women started saying, you know what, fuck you, don't slap me on the ass and pay me what I'm worth and let me do whatever I want to do. That was great. Absolutely necessary. It was a fucked up world back then. It was shitty to be a woman back then. Uh, and they got results. Of all the movements that have ever been, feminism's got to be one of the most successful. I mean, being a woman in a first world country these days is basically a limitless experience. Despite what the loudest feminists will have you believe, if you're a woman right now uh, in a country that isn't, you know, dominated by some outdated religion or something, basically the world's laid out at your feet. You can do whatever the fuck you want. And as long as you're competitive uh, and efficient in your working and intelligent, there really is nothing stopping you. There is no patriarchy in your way anymore. They've won. But like all great movements, they, they fell so in love with themselves that they couldn't accept a win. And they moved on to domination. And the real feminists, the ones who actually care about equality, are being drowned out in the noise of the extremists. You see, feminism has gone from sticking up for a group that was genuinely impressed to extremism. And what we've got now is also the reaction to that extremism. The misogynists, the women haters, have been really called into action by the latest wave of feminism and and how it's been presented. And this has bounced back and forth with the extreme, I don't know what the female word for, you know, the opposite of misogyny, but man-hating as I call it. 
So whenever you type into any news source or social media, what you usually see is a misogynist versus a man-hater, neither of whom accurately represent the group they're there to represent. What we saw in the interview between Peterson and Newman was Peterson wasn't representing misogyny. He was representing science and progress and rational thinking and a love for all humans. And Kathy Newman was representing man-hating. And that's why she just looks so ridiculous. It looked like a lunatic ranting and raving at a surprised psychologist, which is essentially what we were watching. A surprised psychologist. You know, if you if you watch uh, the latest interview between Joe Rogan and Dr. Peterson, you'll, you'll get some good insights as to what it was like to be Jordan during that interview, and particularly hearing what it was like before the interview began, where he thought he was going into a... Uh, a rational, friendly debate and got blindsided by her just lunatic attack. You know, it's, it's, oh, I can't believe what... It must have been so difficult for him to just be... to just have her transform like that. And this this is why this uh, this has prompted me to, to create this little podcast, which is probably going to give me some feedback. I believe feminism is fucked. And I, I don't say that from an enemy point of view. I, I say that from within the feminism camp. I really am all about equality for women. And I'm disappointed that the movement has fallen apart. And the movement's lost its way. And I've been thinking about this a lot. And I, I've, I've narrowed it down to five reasons why feminism is over. And it needs to be replaced. And I'm going to talk about those today. And if you're a feminist, and you're already feeling that heat build up inside your face as you develop a hateful picture of me. I beg you to listen to an open, you know, listen with an open mind because I'm talking from your side of the fence. I genuinely am. I couldn't be further from misogyny. Really. I absolutely adore women and until recently I was at least a passive supporter of the ideals of feminism. The ideals of equality. But I've been let down. The idols have been pulled down for me. Let me talk about the five reasons why I've lost my faith in it. The first one is that facts are being sacrificed for feelings. Now, none of what I'm going to say today hasn't already been said. I'm just putting it together, and it's just my own perspective gathered from many different others. And this is one of the big ones that's out there at the moment. If you see a debate these days between a feminist and somebody else, what you'll hear is that a lot of I feel type statements being put forward which have nothing to do with facts the problem is like i said is that feminism has already won the war that it was fighting back against and the facts prove it now there is no doubt looking at the facts that things are at least in terms of suffering things are on an even keel between men and women women still suffer but men do too and we're really we're really suffering now the boys are doing worse in school. Men are killing themselves at tremendous rates. More men are raped than women, if you count prison statistics. Men are suffering all across the board. And if if the original movement's idea was to even out the suffering, then bravo, mission accomplished. And there are still some anomalies. There's still some places where women are being mistreated, but these are being drowned out. 
and the noise of FEMA saying, but I feel everything's still wrong, which isn't true anymore. And it undermines the argument. If you don't acknowledge where things have improved, then you get a case of kind of like the boy crying wolf. Like, are you ever going to shut up about a problem that's solved? And so what you get is, is you know, particularly one of the things that really riles up any high-profile feminist debate is biological differences. There are scientifically biological differences between men and women. Now, these are generalized. There are women and men who are exceptional to these differences, but they're exceptions because of the majority. There's a reason that men and women play different tennis games against each other. You know, that we are biologically different and the biology goes all the way to the brain. There are brain differences between men and women. Now, that doesn't mean that there should be equality. This is not a justification for men getting a bigger slice of the pie by any means. Just an understanding that there are some things women will have to acknowledge and work with and work around if they want to compete with men. And there are other things that men will need to acknowledge if they want to connect with women. You know, I'm a perfect example of this. I've had to work on my emotional intelligence. It was not natural to me to understand how someone feels. But I wanted to, so I had to work at it. I had to go against my biology in my training. And just like a, a woman will be tend to be more neurotic or agreeable, that that's not a life sentence. She can work against that and do well in her career. And yes, there are exceptional women who are not like that physically. But the point being is if you argue against these biological differences, you're arguing against scientific fact. And when you argue against scientific fact, you lose all of your rational listeners. Anybody says, no, facts are wrong because I don't feel that way. Anybody rational listening is immediately turned off. And they won't listen to anything else you have to say. And what, and what else you might have to say, it, it might be important. It might be really good stuff. But you've just lost them because you won't acknowledge fact. Being focused on hurt feelings rather than statistical problems. This is one of the things I see is this, you know, I feel offended. I feel oppressed. It's like, yeah, but what's the actual problem though? You know, who, who's being harmed here? Where's the measurable differences in equality? Where's the opportunities being taken away from the group you represent, rather than you feel bad? Because everybody fucking feels bad. It's too subjective to even be, even be worth looking at. Me being offended by something I see, I don't expect anyone to take that seriously. I don't expect that to be worthwhile in a debate. I expect that to be rightfully put aside, because... Who gives a fuck about the way I feel when you're talking about a massive political equality problem? How I feel shouldn't even come into it. It should all be about fact. Who's getting harmed? Why are they getting harmed? And if it's unfair, what can we do about it? Not, I feel bad about what you said. It distracts from the argument. It distracts from the factual elements of the problem. And if you distract from that, you lose your rational supporters. And what's really a problem, I'm going to talk about that in my third point when I talk about spokespeople, is it's a case of look at me rather than look at what's happening. You know, there's so much anecdotal experience brought up by feminist debaters. They say, well, what happened to me was this, and I feel this way. Well, that's you. That's not your group. Shut up about you. If you're here to represent a group, then represent the group. Don't talk about yourself. Your experiences were yours. You might be the only one who had that life experience. How can you use that in any form of debate? How can you use that to make a point? 
I uh, I was once throwing corn cobs at my friend, and he threw one back, and he got real mad at me because he missed and I didn't. And then when he went to drive away, I tried to get in the back of his ute, and I, he drove off before I was settled, and it flipped me upside down, and I, I, I uh, dislocated my shoulder. Now guess how much relevance that has to equality? Fucking none. So I wouldn't bring it up in a debate. It is a random, pointless story about my life that has nothing to do with the issue. And yet, that's the kind of thing I see as soon as I hear a feminist say, well, you know, when I was in an office, this guy looked at me sideways. Oh, that's, that's not a fact. That's just you attention-seeking. And this is the problem. I'll get to that when I talk about the spokespeople. The people who are representing um, feminism aren't there for feminism. They're there for themselves. And that really undermines the whole issue. So that's the first problem, is facts are being sacrificed for feelings. And particularly the sort of more logically focused male mind is going to lose interest in that. Which brings me to my second point. You cannot win a war without allies. And especially not when you turn your allies into enemies. Feminists, guess who your allies are? Men. You are not going to find equality without the active, cooperative participation of men. And what do you do? You demonize them. You make up words like toxic masculinity, which isn't a thing, by the way. You, you turn on the very people who need to change their behavior for you to experience more equality, and you blame them, shame them, criticize them, accuse them. I want you to think about it the other way around. If someone blames, shames, criticizes, and accuses you, do you, does that put you in a cooperative mode? Do you feel like, oh, maybe I should listen and support these people? Or do you feel like, fuck you, now you're my enemy? You're wondering where all this extra misogyny is coming from over the last five to ten years? You're bringing it out of the woodwork with your attacks. You are firing bullets at your allies, and you're wondering why they're shooting back. The funniest thing about this all, oh, it's funny, it's fucking tragic, this whole thing of toxic masculinity. Most of the spokeswomen for feminism are really aggressive, really masculine. They represent the very made-up idea of toxic masculinity. They talk over people, they interrupt, they yell, scream, they look like fucking lunatics. And they're telling men that they're too aggressive. you got to practice what you preach. Equality will not happen without the participation of men, of men, and the participation of men will not happen if you fucking attack them and blame them for the problem in the first place. My great-great ancestors setting up a, a system of power, my great-great-great-great-grandfathers or whatever, setting up a system of power that undermines women, I wasn't there for that. The son does not be, cannot be held account to the sins of the father. There may have been men in the past that really fucked things up. I mean, particularly when you look at religion, the whole book, whether it's the Quran or the, the Bible, is all based around women being kind of bad and men being good. I didn't write that fucking book. And the funny thing is, the so-called patriarchy, the, the so-called group of men who are benefiting from this, if they even do exist... They're a very small minority, and all the other men are in the same boat as you are. You think you're the only one getting a hard time at work? <laughs> you know? the Something like 97% of workplace fatalities are men. 
You think we're having a great time? You think we're rolling in dough all the time? You think things are that easy for us? Whatever this patriarchy thing is, if it exists, then all your fellow men are suffering right alongside you. And yet you're throwing the stones at them. And they're wondering, hey, why would I support this chick who's turned against me? And then, oh my god, like, I can understand you turning on men, but you're turning on yourselves. It isn't just good enough to be a woman, you have to be a feminist woman. If there's a woman out there who's like, you know what, I want to stay home. You know, I've got the option of having a big career and shit, but I want to stay home and be a housewife and raise my kids. Feminists will turn on her as if she's one of the patriarchy, won't you? They'll, they'll accuse her of being brainwashed or stupid or, or abused. And they won't give her the respect of making her own fucking decision, which was the point of feminism in the first place, that she gets to make that decision. Right? Just like a guy can choose to be a house husband, a woman can choose to be a housewife still. It's not oppression if she chooses it, and if she enjoys it. And you get this all the time. There's a very small niche, a very complicated set of rules to follow to please the feminist ideal and it changes the goalposts move on a daily basis I, I don't envy women trying to keep up with feminism it's hard to know what it's what's right for being a woman now you almost can't do anything right all you can do is if you can dye your hair green and go to protest then you get feminist approval anything else and you're part of the problem so you've shamed your women and you've shamed the participation of men no wonder you're left alone in a corner growling at everybody. I said it before, and I really mean it, I am technically a feminist, but I've lost all respect for the movement because it degrades women. How can feminism work if it turns against women? The very idea of that is just so fucking ironic. It's, oh, God. It's like, uh, it's like if Black Lives Matter enslaved black people. That's, that's how ridiculous feminism is now, the way it turns on its own women. So that's the second problem. You can't win a war by turning your allies into enemies. The third one is the biggest one. Your spokespeople are letting you down, and they're not listening to their tribe. When you go to research feminism and you look up YouTube, Facebook, anywhere, we go, huh, what is a feminist? The results you get back are shocking. The real feminists, the ones who care about equal rights, the ones who still love men and just want everyone to be loved and respected, they're being completely drowned out by the lunatics who hog the spotlight. And because they share the same category, the same same tribe, they're both feminists, they all get lumped in together. You can't separate a rational feminist from a lunatic anymore. It's impossible to draw the line because the lunatics are so loud. The, the people you're putting forward as part of your movement for television are the worst. Kathy Newman's such a great example of this. Not only is she a perfect example of what aggressive masculinity can do for your career, so she undermines her very argument that she's making throughout the entire debate, but she's also just mental. Like, everything she does, every response she has to Peterson... It's just lunacy. It's not even listening to him. It's So what you're saying is, followed by complete lunacy. And she's your representative. We're watching her going, that's what a feminist is. We can't help but make that conclusion. And most of your spokespeople are in her 
category. It's very rare for a spokesman, a spokeswoman for for feminism, to be rational, factual, open to the idea that that all people are equal, that men aren't the problem; they're as much a part of the solution as women are. That ultimately equality is about everyone having the opportunities and acknowledging which opportunities are now available to women that weren't in the past, so on. There are some of those feminists out there. I've seen a little bit from Emma Watson and stuff who kind of go in that direction. But you can't hear them. You can't hear them over the the green-haired, spitting, shouting freaks who claim to be feminists but are really just narcissists who found a spotlight and a podium to get attention. And they are ruining the cause for you. Just like misogynists ruin the, the reputation of all men. When a guy goes, fuck all bitches are sluts. The rest of us men just go, oh god, shut up bro, you don't represent us. Don't talk like that. But the thing is, feminists are so scared of being looking like they're, they're infighting. That they won't do this. They won't go up to the person on stage and go, wait, 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 you, you need to shut up. You're, you're not really a feminist. You don't represent us. Get off stage. Let's get a fucking scientist on there or something. Let's get someone up there who can talk without losing their shit. You're so, you're so obsessed. I'm just realizing this right now. You're so obsessed with presenting a united front that you've created a platform for the lunatics, and now you've lost to them. Now it, it must be how like Republicans, some Republicans feel about having Donald Trump as their leader. You wanted so much to look like all Republicans are in it together. Look who ended up at the front. Look who is on stage showing everyone what a Republican is. I know great Republicans. I know plenty of people who are Republicans who are not like Donald Trump. They're not fucking retards. I like them. I get along with them well. We don't have the same political views, but that's okay. They're decent people. I went and stayed with some in Tampa. They put me up. They treated me well. And they were very hardcore red, you know. Donald Trump does not represent them whatsoever. But the united front, the idea we have to be a tribe, allowed Trump to get to the front. And you've got the same thing happening in feminism. You won't risk turning on each other. You know, you had the, oh, the Me Too thing with Aziz. You got this chick who had a bad sexual experience with him. And that's all it was. There was no abuse, no harassment, no assault. It was just, she wasn't clear about what she wanted she was confused. She had a bad sexual experience. It happens to all of us. There's no crime in that. There's no abuse in that. And then she went and said, me too. And you didn't say, hey, wait, that's not me too. Shut up. That's not assault. Shut up. You don't represent us. You let her have that platform. You let her say, I'm a feminist too. I'm an abuse survivor too. And she undermines and waters down and fucks up the whole message. And you're letting that happen. Nobody's interfering with feminism. Christ, half the universities are changing their policies to be more feminist. You guys are letting yourselves down with your representatives. And the thing is, you do not represent your tribe very well. Unlike most feminist leaders, I really do listen to women. I ask them what they want. That's part of my daily job. And they do not say we want handouts. They do not say we want it made easy for us. They do not say we want weaker men. They're not saying anything, they're saying, quite often they're saying the opposite. I want a challenge. I want to go for it and make something of my life. I want a masculine man as a partner. 
But this isn't what feminists are saying they want. I've had plenty of women say, you know, I want to find a man, settle down, start a family and raise my kids. Feminists aren't speaking for her. Who are they speaking for? Just themselves. Imagine if men, as a movement, if there was meninism, right? And its spokespeople were KKK domestic violence wife beaters. That's where our spokesman. Imagine how undermined the meninist movement would be if those were our spokespeople, right? Well, that's what you've got going on with feminism. You've let the lunatics represent you, and you need to get them in line, or we can't take any of you seriously, because we don't know the difference between the lunatics and the rational, equality-seeking, normal people in your movement. The attention-seekers, they've swallowed our attention. They've done exactly what they intended to do. And the tragedy of it is they don't give a fuck about feminism. They don't give a fuck about women's rights. They just care about being on stage and being heard. And instead of being bullied at school like they bought on themselves, they're now the kings or queens or whatever they want to call themselves. So that's the third and I think the worst problem. Your spokespeople have ruined it for you. Your marketing sucks. Number four, and this one's a kind of more subtle but absolutely devastating one, the scope has been lost. It's been spread too thin. Feminism was originally about making sure that women had equal rights to men. That was the original feminism. Look at it now. What the fuck is it about now? We've got trans and gay rights, we've got racism, oppression, Marxism. A whole mess of stuff there that's got nothing to do with women's rights. Now I understand equality being expanded out, but the problem is, what we're seeing here is this scope expansion is because the project is over. I used to be project manager, and we used to talk about the scope, how important it was to keep the scope solid. Because otherwise the project just goes on forever and it becomes this really like counterproductive mess. And that's what feminism has done. The project's over. There are now equal rights for women. They have equal opportunities. There's always going to be room for improvement, but essentially they're in the same board of suffering as men, as I mentioned before. We're all suck- sucking it together, basically. But they went, well, what else can we complain about? So that we get to stay in a group and could still be a thing, and I get to be on stage and debate on TV. Well, let's talk about trans people. Let's talk about gay rights. Let's talk about Black Lives Matter. Let's let's talk about how everyone's oppressed except for white men. Let's talk about Marxism, neo-Marxism, and postmodernism. You've lost your scope. Like, what the fuck do you even represent anymore? And you've got this victim narrative. The original narrative for feminism was that, you know, girl power. Women are strong. Now the, now the narrative is women are weak. Women are victims. Women are abused, bullied, terrified, helpless creatures. How the fuck does that empower women? How's that supposed to encourage a woman to go for what she wants? If she's just being told she's a, a, a useless victim all the time. That she's just this weak, bashing toy for, for abusive men. I thought the point with feminism was that you don't need men. And why are you saying that the patriarchy has to step down? Why don't you just take over? You know? Why are you saying men are in the way? That implies that you're waiting for men to do something. Why wait? Girl power, go fucking do something yourselves. Jesus Christ. 
I mean, what is equality now? I mean, the ideal is lost. It's like John Peterson talks about, you know, you're going for equality of outcomes. That's a fucking disaster. Do you think giving everyone the same handout is going to go well? You really think human nature is going to let that happen? You really think you want to work 40 hours a week and get paid the same amount as the person who works 4 hours a week? You think you want that? Huh? Because I promise you, you don't. I don't want to have to go as hard as the guy who's going as, you know, going for absolute ambition. And I don't want to be paid less than the guy who's really lazy. Simple. And I don't think you want that either. Equal opportunities, however, that makes sense. Everybody's allowed to choose that range of options, but the choice is left to them. Women are allowed to go to university now. They are allowed to do math, science, or whatever the fuck, those high-paying subjects. Let them choose whether or not they want to. The equality is already there. And if you're really so concerned, if you really want to expand your scope, and you're so concerned about equality, what about child slavery? Why aren't you getting on that bandwagon? Did you forget about that one? Because that's, you know, that's a lot worse. What about the Civil War in Congo? There are dozens of armed groups that remain active in eastern Congo. Many of their commanders have been implicated in war crimes. There's ethnic massacres, killing of civilians, rape, forced recruitment of children, and yet feminists are complaining about equal pay for CEOs. Don't you think you got your priorities a little mixed up there? If you're really all about equality globally, start where it's at its worst. Instead of starting at the one that's sort of just about you and you having a good whinge. Because trust me, the pay differences between male and female CEOs is one of the least of our problems. It's there, and it needs to be dealt with, probably. But compared to child soldiers, come on. I think you could focus your efforts elsewhere. So that's it. That's that's the fourth problem. The scope's been lost, and you can't respect a project that just won't die. That just keeps expanding its scope, so it's already got always got something to have a whinge about. And this brings me to the fifth, and I think probably the final uh, point I wanted to make. The success of the group has now started to overshadow the success of the cause, which I guess is a point I've been making throughout this whole piece. The winning of feminists over their enemies has become more important than the ideals of feminism itself, the cause. Women's rights has become secondary to feminists winning. And that is really hard to respect. And that's why you're losing your allies, and that's why you're being seen as lunatics. For a start, you know, you watch any feminist debate, there's just a refusal to back down to anything. A complete absence of scientific detachment. You watch a, a calm, rational scientist debate, they will acknowledge when a better point has been made, when they've been proven wrong. Yeah, you can watch, Kathy Newman's a great example of this, Gordon Peterson actually cites scientifically valid studies during the interview, which is incredible. I can never remember citations like that. But to back up his points, he actually cites the science. She doesn't cite anything. And she refuses to back down. It is scientifically true that women, personality-wise, in general, are more agreeable than men. And that that, in general, plays a role in whether or not their career goes well. That is a scientific fact, and yet she refused to acknowledge it. 
because it wasn't about getting to a point where we go, well, how do we help agreeable women do better with careers, which would be the feminist cause. It was like, how do I defeat this opponent, which is more about Kathy than it is about feminism. It's about the group winning rather than the cause actually coming through. And the refusal, like I mentioned, to acknowledge successes. I mean, I hate to say it, but from what I've seen, and I've looked hard, it is now statistically worse to be a man. I want to say that really clearly. In terms of suffering, in terms of pain and death and quality of life, it is statistically worse to be a man now in first world countries. Third world countries, it's still backwards. The other way around. Men get more, you know, they, they have more fatalities at work. They get sicker in terms of, like, uh, fatal illnesses. There's more suicide, a lot more suicide with men. Now, I'm not saying, like, you know, I think it's worse to... I still think physically it's worse to be a girl with periods and shit like that. Every girl I've lived with, I'm like, God, you poor thing. But statistically, it is worse to be a man now. In all the areas of, of quality of life that were the original arguments grounding for feminism. Boys are doing worse in school, which means their careers are next. You're going to see a transition of power in the business sphere. It's inevitable. Women are going to take over. They're already doing it because the men coming through are dumber than the men of the past. It's as simple as that. They're doing worse in school. Your refusal as a feminist to acknowledge this success, if you want to call it that, this turning of the tide, means it's impossible to take you seriously. How can we deal with the remaining issues of inequality if you refuse to acknowledge any inequality for men, if you refuse to acknowledge any of the rights that have come, you know, the wrongs that have been righted, you're allowed to vote now. You're allowed to go to university and do anything a man can do now. All those restrictions have been lifted. You lifted them. Fucking well done. That must have been hard. Well, you didn't, if you're listening to this and you're under the age of 30. But your, your predecessors did. And congratulations to them, that must have been fucking awful to go through. Imagine the amount of shit they must have got. Just to stop guys slapping them on the ass in the office, you know? Just to be get some respect when they're in a job interview. But if you don't acknowledge that, then how, how are we supposed to respect your cause? Because now you've got the classic guy argument of you can't please a woman. That's being attached to the movement of feminism now. It undermines feminism if you don't go, you know what? You have actually, we have done a good job. If you can't be pleased, then there's no point in trying to listen to you. So those are my five points, and I'm really, I know it comes a probably, yeah, there's almost no way a hardcore feminist will listen to this and go, oh yeah, good points. Just, there's just no way, which is part of the problem. But I really, I promise you, I am a feminist. I really am. I am pro-woman all the fucking way. And I really am about equal opportunity rights. I think everybody should be allowed to start at the same position, and then their merit should take them the rest of the way. But their position should not be stilted for them. And feminism originally was really helping with that whole process, and now it's fucked, and it's over. And the main issue was tribalism. Feminism has gone from a cause to a group. It used to be about a movement, and now it's about a war. You versus us. 
That's what it's about now. And then even us versus lesser us, as in feminist versus other women. It's just, it's lost. You hate men. You hate women who aren't feminists. What are you? What are you doing? You're all over the place. And I suggest that feminism needs to be replaced with a new movement. Feminism needs to be left to die because it's already dead. It's a project that's gone out of scope and needs to be terminated. A new project needs to begin. The new movement must incorporate all people. None of this Black Lives Matter stuff. None of this Me Too stuff. Not a select group, but everybody. A human group. A total tribe. And it can focus on unity rather than division. Rather than who's to blame for this. It focuses on what are we all going to do about it together with equal effort. Otherwise, this whole thing's going to end in some sort of really fucked up war. The war's already started. You're starting to see men now who are scared of hiring women because of sexual assault claims. That can't be good for feminism. You're seeing men who are avoiding marriage because of how fucked over they get in the courts when it comes to divorce and and, um, child custody claims. That can't be good. That can't be good for women. It's good for hardcore feminists. That's exactly what they want. But it's not what women want. I mean, you know a movement's fucked if a guy like me has the audacity to tell you what women want. If I know more about what women want than you do, then you're fucking lost. I shouldn't know more. Really. But I do. I'm sure of it. I've spoken to so many women in such depth now that I'm absolutely positive that feminism is letting them down. So many of them say what feminism wants is not what I want. What original feminism wanted is what they want. But that's been lost. Now I know probably most of the people listening to this are closer to the misogyny end, perhaps, than the feminism end, which uh, depresses me a little. And I really, I don't say this to further the war. I am not anti-woman and pro-woman, but I am anti-feminism now. I think the movement has become a group, and the group is full of lunatics. And I can't support a group of lunatics. I can support a movement of equality, and I'm here to do what I can. I already do what I can. Ironically, my work coaching men is probably the most feminist work I could possibly do. I coach them to be more confident, caring, and compassionate men. They end up being better men for their women. What more could I possibly do for the for the benefit of women? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I'm scared to hear them. But one of the things I want to make sure is that I'm not a hypocrite. I believe that feminists don't listen. I do listen. Send through your feedback, your thoughts, your arguments, even your abuse if you want. Dan at brojo.co.nz I will read it. I might cry. But... I want to hear your thoughts. I want to know if I'm wrong. I don't think I am, but I'm open to the idea. And if I am wrong, I want to know where I'm wrong. But I also want to hear from people out there who agree with me, who believe in the idea of equal opportunity and think feminism is letting them down. And for the women who feel that they're not represented well by feminists and they feel left out, deluded, uh, deluded, delusional. Is that? No, I don't know what the word is. Disillusioned. <laughs> oh, God. It's a fraudulent slip if I ever had one. If you're feeling disillusioned by feminism, I want to hear from you. And if you feel like I'm just a total arsehole, 
shouldn't have said any of this stuff. I want to hear from you too. I'm open to all ideas. Unlike feminists. Unlike the extreme feminists, I should say. So that's all I have to say. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you in advance for your abuse. And I'll catch you all next time.